Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. I am your host, as always, Cody Owen, sitting down with Robert Chapa from the Lightspeed team. Robert, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, Cody. It is good to be here, guys. Today, we're going to be talking about just a complete marketing strategy. So this is, we're talking all year long, what you need in your business, doesn't matter where you're at, if you're just starting out, if you're bringing in a couple hundred thousand, if you're one million plus, we're going to talk about all of that. And what I want to start you off with, Cody, I want to ask you, what are the steps to making a good marketing plan? Yeah. So the, the very first thing you need to figure out is what are your goals for the year? Right. And we're coming right into the spring selling season where everybody has really high goals. They're hard to attain. The big thing you need to do is like break them down into where do I need to be at the end of March? Where do I need to be at the end of April so that you've taken this big goal and broken it down into smaller ones? So, you know, am I on target to hit this? Do I need to adjust the goals? Um, And then you need to figure out your marketing budget, right? So if you are looking at, you know, we grew by $100,000 last year and we spent $10,000 on marketing. You had that like 10 to one return. Are you now saying I want to grow by $200,000, but I want to spend 10 grand again, because then you're expecting a 20 to one return and have your marketing skills tightened up by, you know, are they a hundred percent better than they were last year? Or are you, you know, trying to squeeze some blood from a stone there and you need to consider like, do we need to spend more money? To, to get to this? Do we need to outsource to someone like Lightspeed, who maybe our marketing skills are two times better than yours, so the same amount of money can go that much further? You have to look at, do my goals match what I'm willing to spend to move toward them? And if there is a disconnect there from what you know from last year, then you need to answer that question before you proceed and disappoint yourself. And so let's talk about the... Well, let's talk about what's going to take the least amount of effort marketing wise, and then we'll kind of go up the ladder from there. And what I want to start us off with is, and we've touched on this many times before, is having a website. That is Mm -hmm. step one, marketing plan. I'm going to say even website before Facebook, before everything, because even if you had a Facebook, you need to be able to send them somewhere. You don't want them jamming up your messenger and that's a headache. Okay. So start with the website and you can make one yourself super easy. Wix, Squarespace, you can hire that out, but you can do that yourself. You're going to end up with a super modern looking website that is responsive, you know, kind of industry standard. Um, as far as websites go, it's going to be automatically updated and it's going to cost you 200 bucks a year for lawn care businesses. You don't need 60 pages on your website. You don't need your whole life story. You need some like functional copy. When they hit the homepage, it should have, you know, proudly serving your service area, your service area, your service area. So that they know immediately if they qualify for like they live in your area. What services do you provide? Hopefully that's pretty clear from your company name and and them hitting the page. And then you need to have a quote button or form above the fold. Your homepage can be super simple. Honestly, with some of the Squarespace templates, your whole website can be the homepage. 
because you can have the hop that links to like, you know, about us services we provide. And those are just anchors that pull you down the page. So if someone just naturally scrolled down your website, they would go through those couple of things that you need to have, you know, who are you give a little bit of personal connection. If you can record a company intro video, that would be awesome. But I don't want to like overwhelm you with tasks. If you're building a website, you know, just a couple paragraphs about who you are and why the company exists and then services you provide, you know, kind of give a quick overview of the various landscaping or lawn care services you provide. And, and at the end of that section, have a get a quote button again, that dumps them to the, the contact form. But we don't want anyone to hit the website and be confused about what they should do next. If they're hitting the website, we want it to be very clear to them. We serve this area. We provide these services and you should get a quote right now. Your quote button should be like bright orange or something, you know, really call it out. And if you're already past the stage of you have a nice website built out, what we'd recommend at that point is if building a landing page for each separate service. That way, whenever you send someone, let's say you're running mowing right now, and you can have that landing page on your, when somebody says get a quote, it goes to the mowing landing page and you can swap that out throughout the year. And that way you have that sales language dedicated to that specific service. And that will get you more clients in the long run. Yeah. For our uh, YouTube viewers, I'm going to share my screen real quick and show you the website for scooters lawn care, because I think that so our friend, Nicole Godar uh, over at Scooters made their website. She is a very talented web developer, but you know, the core of this is not beyond anyone who's listening to this podcast. So we've got their, you know, tagline up here, and then we've got immediately get a free quote. Now, what I will tell you is Scooters works in a lot of places. Um, they kind of serve like all of Springfield. So they do big landscaping projects. So, uh, you know, you don't need like route density for big landscaping projects. So like the, the areas they serve are not immediately obvious, but in general, the website, you know, immediately directs you to get a free quote. You've got a couple of things up here because they're doing a lot of stuff. Now scooters is really big. If we click over to the Springfield page. Let's just see what that looks like real quick. And I think that I am messing with this page with, yeah. There we go. So this is what it looks like. They've got a picture of some employees here, a quick mission. If you're on the wrong location, you can fix that company intro video, just like I was talking about and see how all of this is just on one continuous page. We've got services they provide down here. You can click onto a separate page to learn a little bit more about each of them, but this gives you an idea of what I'm talking about. This is, this is not built in Squarespace, but you can absolutely build mm -hmm. something very, very similar to this in Squarespace very easily. Um, so just to give you an idea of what, what that should look like. If you were listening to the, uh, the podcast of this, you can click over to our YouTube channel to take a look at that Lightspeed social agency on YouTube. That's a solid example. And from having a website, now let's talk about paid ads. And before we can really get into paid ads, you need to make a Facebook business account for your business. So yeah, definitely. 
yeah, we'll put, we'll actually throw that link down here. So if you don't have that, we'll have it to where you can just jump in there and make your account. That is yeah. step number one. For your business, making an ad account that is tied to the business, not to your personal Facebook account uh, is, is all key. You don't want, if your personal Facebook account gets banned because your account gets hacked, you don't want the business's ad account to go down with that. Um, so we want to have that separate so you can share it with employees. Or if you're working with an outside agency, it's much easier to share that way than off of a personal ad account. Um, but if we're talking about why paid ads, here is the big thing. Everyone has been talking about these machine learning, large language models. Uh, you'll hear them kind of pretty commonly referred to as artificial intelligence, despite them not being artificial intelligence in a like literal sense. Uh, but you have these things like OpenAI, ChatGPT, that are going to disrupt the way that search engine optimization works. So the way that SEO currently works is you write a bunch of blog posts about content that is you know related to your industry. You attack certain keywords. It's why we have a blog on our website. It's why a lot of lawn care companies will have a blog about you know various lawn problems in their area different services they provide, they'll write up how they work and why. What you're going to see is that the way that these large language models train themselves is by consuming that content and learning from it. So what that's going to mean is that it is like self-defeating because people will stop producing that content that it trains on because they're not getting the clicks from it. But in the, in the interim, before that happens, you're going to have a bunch of people who have worked really, really hard on SEO to get this organic traffic. And it is going to take a nosedive when people start to use these like virtual assistant driven search engines, traditional SEO is going to get blown away. And so you need to be ready for that in your business. If you have, if you haven't started working on SEO now is not the correct time to start because it's about to completely change how it works. We, want to focus on those paid ads, targeting the areas where you want to work because we know that they work and we know that they're going to continue to work regardless of whatever happens with the way that search engines are shifting up their game. Google is still going to want your money for search ads, whatever that looks like. And you know, Facebook is obviously still going to want your money. They, they want your money just to be on the platform. Now they're launching a paid <laughs> subscription that uh, gets you the ability to talk to support, which is a thing I've always wanted. So I will probably gladly pay them $12 for them to be a real company. <laughs> Look, if you're listening, please don't ban my accounts. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the big, that's the big why of paid ads that I'm thinking about now, but our traditional reasons are still true that it is the best bang for your buck marketing. You're able to spend the same amount as you would spend on an EDDM campaign and get in front of exactly the people you want to work with over and over and over again. So it's just, it's so much more valuable than EDDM. If you are doing one thing in your business, I would probably recommend that you start with the next thing we're going to talk about, but then paid ads immediately. Start getting your feet wet, start figuring out what works. Use our video about hyper-local targeting to make sure that you're not, you know, spending like crazy all over town and, and breaking the density of your business. Focus on route density, focus on conquering a couple of neighborhoods. That's going to be the best thing that you can do to get started in paid ads. Cody, thanks for that breakdown on the AI, dude. I don't, 
this is like that was kind of beyond me. I'm like, that's serious stuff. With the we were talking about it yesterday at, I was in Hattiesburg for the Kohler Engines Lawn and Landscape Society. Uh, Paul actually called me up during the q and I was not on the panel. Someone was asking about getting traffic to their website and, and SEO. And Paul had me come up there and I was just like, look, SEO is about to be dead. Like we don't know what it's going to look like in six months to a year. So now is not the time to invest in the like tried and true SEO tactics because they might be about to be dead. I would rather you invest that time and effort into something that's still going to be around in six to 12 months. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this. You're not, you're not hearing this from any other lawn care. This is, this is from Cody directly from Cody, man. I didn't even, I don't even know this stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, that's why, that's why you pay me to do Facebook ads is because I'm a big dork and I spend all my time thinking about what's the latest in tech. The, the AI machine learning stuff is I'm really interested to see where it's going to go. You know, they always overpromise and under deliver some of what, like what you can bet on is that they want their money and they've gotten OpenAI got $10 billion from Microsoft. Microsoft is going to integrate this product, however bad it is, into Bing because they want Bing to matter. And, you know, it's the, the default search engine on the world's most used operating system and everyone laughs at it. So, like, they are desperate to make this thing relevant and they've succeeded with, with the integration of ChatGPT. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, because, okay, before we... Wake up, wake up, guys. <laughs> I'm going to say one more thing about ChatGPT. That's it, Cody, okay? Because yeah. I was playing around with it a couple weeks ago, and I was able to go on there completely free, okay? you didn't. Have, I didn't have to enter any information. Now I have to make an account with them, and they want my phone mm -hmm. number and everything. So, look, Facebook has my... What's, what's the difference? I'm just saying, it's already, like you said, it's getting there. They just want you. They, they're going to take your money here soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see what it looks like, but yeah. Uh, after you had met, you had mentioned this before we went down a rabbit hole. Let's talk about nine arounds. If not, if they still work, but especially in the beginning stages, I think any part of your business, it is still useful to do nine arounds. It's like the tried yeah. and true way before the internet. And it still works right now. And if you just want to touch on why that still works and why you should still be doing it. Yeah, I think especially for smaller guys, this is going to help you grow in a cheap way that is investment of some time and some rubber off the soles of your shoes to get in front of potential customers and let them know that you exist. It's going to be an opportunity to add another touch point. And again, it's really cheap. You know, you're printing some flyers or business cards. You're going to the immediate surrounding customers. I would really like to see this paired with like a yard sign in your customer's yard so that they see the logo there. They see the logo on their door and they're like, oh man, yeah, maybe I should, you know, sign up with those guys this season. So uh, what I think is a challenge with nine arounds is how they scale with the business. If, if you've got a two or three man crew working on lawns, you know, you can have someone bang out some nine arounds at the end of the job. But if you are a, you know, solo operator, then you know, it's hard to figure out when that should happen, if it's worth your time. As the business grows, <clears throat> as the business grows, hopefully you find a way to integrate this into your process that makes sense. Uh, 
it just, it can be hard to find the way that it integrates as you grow. And it might be a better use of your time or an employee's time to run Facebook ads instead of nine rounds. But if your focus is dominating a few neighborhoods, you can't go wrong with getting flyers on doors. It's one more touch point. It's pretty cheap. You know, I would go for it. And I was going to talk about other tactics to use. You had mentioned mm-hmm. yard signs. I was going to say that that's a like, especially if you're trying to dominate an area, if you have like your yard sign, like everywhere, <laughs> that looks really yeah. good. And another one I want to touch on clearly before we move to the next question is organic posting. Now that you have your Facebook account after this episode, let's start, <laughs> let's start posting on there. I'll, okay. The more often the better, but if you can just do a couple times a week, that's a solid yeah. start. Just to make set, sure. set a reminder on your phone for the two days a week that you want to post. And when the reminder hits, whatever's in front of you, you know, not the bathroom, but whatever's in front of you, take a picture of what you're working on that day and post it. Write two sentences and post. Write one sentence and post. Um, it, the reason this is valuable is because you're making it look like your Facebook page is alive. Um, when people see your ads and they click through, We want them to hit a page where the last post is not from 2018. It needs to be from, you know, earlier this week or last week so that the page looks like it's still being managed. You look like you're, you know, a company that's very transparent and in the public so that they feel like, you know, you're overcoming a trust objection when it's like, well, they post all the time. Like there would be people in the comments saying like, you ruined my yard if, you know, you were doing a bad job. So it really, it... I believe that it helps you overcome trust objections to be operating in the public, to be talking. And I would even, if you can get a couple family members to agree to comment when they see your posts and just say like, Oh, that's beautiful. You know, just like generic stuff like that. That's going to make it look, you know, even more alive. There's a little bit of an audience engaging with it. All right. Let's segue into the next part. We're talking about ways to like really, just push it and get some customers, get some revenue flowing. And yeah. the first one I want to talk about is running an upsell campaign. I mean, I'm I'm starting two of them today for two different guys, okay? These yeah. things really work. It just it could be as simple as an email, like four to five email campaign where you're just harping on a specific service, like right now it's gonna be mowing, and you wanna throw that out about a week, two weeks before you really run into that rush because it's, it's four to five emails. So you're going to take up that entire week and they're going to see you every day of the week. And so they'll be ready to contact you or contact you beforehand for that rush season. And it's guaranteed. I mean, if it's you write good emails and use a chat bot if you need some help, write some yeah. email, you will get – I. I just never ran an email campaign that doesn't convert. I'm like, just simple as that. They always, you have people, the people in that list are people who have already said yes in some way to working with you and getting a second, third, fourth. Yes. Is a lot easier than getting the first. And if you know that, uh, you know, like grammar and that kind of thing is not your strong suit, then you can absolutely use something like chat GPT to boost your skills a little bit. Tell it, you know, I want to write an email about aeration. I want to write an email about spring cleanups. 
when we do spring cleanups, that means that we rake all of the leaves onto a tarp and haul them away so that they're off your lawn. You can even help it like understand the benefits and it's iterative. So you can see the email that it, it gives you and tell it, Hey, can you change this, this, and this and write it again? And it will write it again and take your feedback into account. So that can really, really help you a lot. This is something that we've been talking about behind the scenes. So we write all of our stuff currently. We don't use AI assistance for that. But we, we were thinking about like how powerful this would be for business owners to be able to just go in and say, like, hey, I need a five email campaign about this and, and work with an AI assistant to, to turn that out. Um, you know, you could do that. I think that we're still at the point where having a real marketer do it is going to be better. But like Robert said, you know, even a bad email can can convert. So just sending something is better than sending nothing. Yeah. And use something like MailChimp or Email Octopus, where you can actually mm -hmm. make a nice looking email template. You can put a before and after photo. I always see whenever I throw a before and after photos in there, the conversion rates are usually higher. So yeah. little tricks like that can make it. And having a button to where they can press it, jump to your quote page. Yeah. Just do those little yeah. things and, and we'll see results. Look at your open rates, look for the subject line that gets the most opens and keep that one and maybe drop the one that performs the worst in the campaign and, and try a different subject line in that slot next time. And I always like to hit on different pain points on each different email. So mm -hmm. some headlines or subject lines may not really read for certain people and it's not relevant to them. But if you were to, like, let's say with aeration, you could have an, one email is, hey, it helps you have a fuller lawn that will reach certain pe people. Other people like to see it's going to have a healthier lawn. Other people just like certain words more than others. So mm -hmm. just hit a different pain point for each email and you'll have different, obviously you'll convert different people for each of those. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about how we can automate referrals. I think probably the first step in this process is what we were just talking about, emailing your current client list with a campaign for referrals. The big thing I've been harping on this season uh, that I really wanna see people implement is a referral program that integrates itself into what the business wants, which is increased efficiency through route density. So you're asking people for referrals in their neighborhood, not their aunt who lives 20 minutes on the other side of town. You want to say, you know, we want to work more in your neighborhood. You know, we love beautifying shady oaks and we want to help grow your, sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. We want, we want this neighborhood to be beautiful. Um, so get people to refer people in their neighborhood. You know, we want to work with your neighbors and, and reward them for it. Whatever that looks like for you. If it's a gift card, if it's a discount on services, uh, the big way that I would say to automate this is email. I wouldn't necessarily spend unless if you're a really big company and you want to make a splash with your referral program, I could see running a short-term campaign against your customer list for this. But in general, this should be more of a, you know, you want to have an email that goes out about a month after they start service with you, maybe three weeks, 
where they've had, you know, at least two opportunities to see your work that requests a Google review that's going to automate getting your Google reviews. And that could be an awesome opportunity to let them know about the referral program. You want to catch them while they're excited about like, oh, my lawn looks so good right now and, and get them to, you know, maybe send a couple neighbors your way. The big thing there would be the Google reviews though. I know that's a little outside of automating referrals, but social proof is really powerful. So if you can push them to give you a Google review, ask if there are any problems that you can address, uh, you know, and that's going to really help you get a couple of good things, kind of two birds, one stone there on that email. And to finish this off, Cody, at what point or where in your business should you hire an agency like Lightspeed perhaps? Yeah. So it is the same thing as when you are thinking about getting off the truck, right? When, when running the business is taking so much of your time that it is hard to be in the field. It's the same thing with hiring an outside marketing agency. When, when you are hitting the point where running the marketing is eating more of your time than, than running the rest of the business and you are starting to have balls drop other places in the business because marketing is stealing your attention or marketing is getting neglected and you're not hitting your growth goals because other things and you're keeping balls from dropping elsewhere in the business. So when marketing becomes the squeaky wheel is when you need to start considering, okay, do I need to hire out for this? I, a lot of people will tell you that it's based on like a number of revenue or whatever. That's pretty different depending on your market, what services you provide, all that sort of thing. I would tell you it is an investment in the future of your business, especially working with a company like Lightspeed where we're focused on increasing your route density, spending your ad dollars targeted in the places you want to work. If you're landscaping, we're helping you sell your most profitable jobs. We want you to succeed in the long term. We're, we're helping you grow a healthy business. We're not like going for broke, getting every lead we possibly can. We're getting you good leads in the places you want to work. So that's an investment in the long-term health of your business. And I think that that can make sense at any level. And before I sign us out, Cody, do you have anything else you want to touch on when it comes to marketing? Nah, man, let's, uh, let's leave them with that. I think that uh, it's a lot to chew on. All right, guys, if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review. If you have a question, you can drop that question in the review. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, we'll drop a link. Go check out our YouTube. And also there you can ask questions in the comments and we'll answer any of your questions on the podcast. And thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a good day of work and grow your business at Lightspeed. Speed.